0: Everyone, welcome back to the Where if Feet Take You podcast. I'm Kayla Bowker here with Aaron Oliphant, and we are here to chat with you guys about triathlon life and everything in between. We come to you approximately once a week, give or take, and then. <laughs> 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 Hi, well, this is getting totally derailed because, <laughs> the, like two seconds ago, Aaron was like. I need to turn my Teams off so I don't get a notification. (laughs) And then she just got a notification and we both started laughing.
1: (laughs) I thought I turned it off. I exited it.
0: Oh, man. I love this. This is perfect. Oh, man. So for the, again, now we'll get back on track here. Uh, for those of you that uh, don't know who we are, again, I'm Kayla. I'm a professional triathlete, mom to two little boys, coach at Where Your Feet Take You. Um, and Aaron here is also a coach at Where Your Feet Take You, an elite age group triathlete um, and swim coach as well. And we, like I said, we come to you about approximately every week. Where we talk triathlon. We share our passion for the sport. We talk mindset, life, answer your questions, everything in between. You can send us your questions at slash podcast or over to either one of us on Instagram. And you can listen to us on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And uh, it was very cool, Aaron, when you texted me, I hadn't seen that yet, but that their uh, Spotify Wrapped is coming out with their wrapped stuff for the year and uh we have been on a couple of people's lists which surprised me like we were on the same list as that triathlon life yeah it's pretty cool i thought that was really cool that made me feel really like happy and proud of myself so i don't know go us right yeah thank you all
1: for listening throughout the year so it's not always easy to find time to record these so it does mean a lot when you guys listen
0: yeah, it definitely does. And yeah, so thank you everybody for being on this journey with us um, and for continuing to share and kind of support the podcast just from a listening standpoint. Um, before we dive into our questions, that is one thing. If you guys do want to continue, help support the podcast, one of the best ways to do that right now is to share it, to spread the word, get more ears and eyes or whatever you want to call it out there um, for, of the podcast. Uh, send us your questions, is another way to support it. Um, that way, we have. Uh, can answer your again answer your questions and provide you guys with the content that you want to hear. So um, we're going to just dive in here because it is race week for both of us. Erin, <laughs> happy race week! Thanks. <laughs> I think both of us feel very similarly about what we're about to go go attempt here. But I don't know who knows. <laughs> uh, how are you feeling?
1: Good. I'm I'm actually really excited to race. However. I have not thought a lot about it. I have not had either time or the health to train for it. Um, But I'm treating it more like a game than a race. I like that. I'm I'm super excited for it. Um, Yeah, I mean, I haven't planned much for it. I bought a wetsuit over Black Friday because I just don't have a sleeved one that works. And I think this is... A sleeved temperature swim, and I yes. have yet to put this wetsuit on, let alone mm. wear it in the water. Uh, which is great because I've done yes. this before and it backfired, and now I have a wetsuit sitting in my closet that I can't wear and I can't return. With that, depending on, we'll be fine. I, I've
0: depending worn- on the size, uh, Carly on the Where If You Take You team may want to talk to you about purchasing that <laughs> as a heads up. Well, hit me up,
1: Carly. <laughs> Um, but I think this new wetsuit will be good. I got it for like half off. So nice. That was awesome.
0: My recommendation, um, get in the pool with it.
1: Yeah. You know, that is a great recommendation.
0: It's just uh, more it, worth. It, it, it's actually would- like super helpful. I did it last week on Monday because I actually haven't worn, because most of our swims if for pros are not wetsuit legal. Um, I hadn't worn my wetsuit since August. And I was so glad I put it on because it needed to be like stretched out and I needed to get used to it again for a second <laughs> I felt super claustrophobic. That could be because I was coming down with an ear infection and getting sick, but yeah. I definitely it needed to stretch it out. So wear it in the pool. Um, it, I should. You look like an idiot, but it, it's just I the mean, way to
1: I mean, that's not my problem. I mean, if I was one of my athletes and I was talking the way I was talking, I would be frustrated I just like can't get myself to care enough to do it right now like I don't really have an option at this point like I'm wearing the wetsuit so it's gonna be what it is and I also have my like acrylics on for Christmas right now so I don't really want to like risk unnecessarily putting a hole in
0: it if I'm not gonna race (laughs) which is an awful
1: excuse but that's where I'm at right now
0: that's fair. That's fair. Though you can <laughs> put like gloves on or you can put and there's bags lots of solutions hands. to
1: that. It comes just down to me not wanting to put in the effort.
0: <laughs> i get it. I get it.
1: It's like this race is really just for fun, for fun, clearly. I mean, all the races are for fun, but this one, especially just being at the end of the season, it being a last minute decision to race, not really using it for anything other than just to race and have fun with it. Yeah, um, it's like a
0: I don't know if you follow Cam Worf at all, but he he was like, I when, when he did Iron Man Nice back, before, not not the World Championships, but actual Iron Man Nice. Yeah. He happened to be driving through Nice on his way to Andorra or something like that, um, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go. Do, I have to. I had to do a long training day anyway, so I might as well yeah. be self supported <laughs> or supported. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what you're doing. Yeah. Training day. I, mean, I had forced to pray a for training it. day, just- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> no, it will be excited. And Chelsea, who's a friend of mine and a fellow Trace Pinas teammate, is coming with me, and it will be really fun to spend a weekend with her as well. And she's also one of the best cheerleaders out there, so it's gonna yeah, be a I'd really like fun time, get, no matter how get I do. Coffee
0: with you guys, or swim, Definitely. or something together. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome, like that. So we'll, we'll keep sure. little, the up to date on that, but yeah, it should be fun. It should be a fun weekend. I, I'm yeah. kind of feeling similarly so yeah how are you feeling about it I you know I'm like in this you know it's one of those where well I ended up getting sick again so I got hit with what I believe is an ear infection you can still probably kind of hear like the remnants of it in my voice a little bit I feel like it's a little bit deeper and a little bit more rasty at the moment but I thought I was getting better and then I spent Saturday in urgent care with Baylor because he had a nasty ear infection And then Sunday, I was feeling – I don't know. I just was like, wow, my ear kind of itches. And I don't know. My heart rate feels like it's getting a little bit high. I don't have a ton of energy. But everything was kind of like okay still. And then I woke up Monday and I was like – I literally felt like I had spent the night at a bar. Like that's how bad of a headache I had. And like my mouth tasted funny and my throat was raw. And I was like, oh, I don't feel very good. My heart rate was so high for – waking up like I literally walked from my bed to the kitchen and it skyrocketed my heart rate yeah um and so I was pretty positive my non-medical opinion was that I had an ear infection Um, and just today yesterday I started to feel a little bit better and then today I'm now finally feeling a little bit like semi-okay yeah just not quite not a lot of pep in my step yet so yeah should be good. I should be good for Indian Wells this weekend. Um, like I so I'm feeling a lot better. I That's good. I'm kind of like in this space where I'm definitely ready for like a little bit of a non-training break. And then like part of me goes like, should I do this race? Because, you know, sometimes in the professional world, you see a lot of people like if they're not ready for it, they don't do it. I have a hard time with that because I committed to it. Yeah. Like I told all these people like, like my parents are coming. The kids are like committed to it. And like, even though this would be an easy one to bow out of, like, I, but I also don't want to like, that just makes me, doesn't make me feel good about myself. And I am excited to race. And so I think that's a big piece of yeah. it too. Like, There's where if you take you athletes racing, there's, you know, Trace people are going to be there. Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Alexander, um, who is a fellow pro that I, I like seeing her. She's going to be there. And the kids want to watch me race. Like they keep, talking about it and i know i've said this a couple times and so i'm just using that to just say whatever happens with this race happens and it's another train likes another train day a good way to end the season a fun race and we'll just we'll do what we do we'll see what happens we'll go from there so as long as i feel like okay, you know i'll get through it no matter what so well, I, got through, you- I got through an iron man last year feeling with a pretty nasty cold so
1: yeah, that's a half. You're fine. It. Yeah, I
0: should be all you're right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but. I am excited because even though I haven't been doing that much training, the training I have been doing has been going pretty well in mm-hmm. the last it's going week. Well. Yes. Um. So that's exciting, and I don't really feel like you're excited for that off season. I still feel like I'm on off season right now. Like I'm <laughs> really not doing much. But yeah. Um. Still, st- I think I'm just. I feel like I'm in a good mindset for this race from a standpoint where I'm just ready to race. Like, that's all this is. That's
0: the important piece about it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And yeah, I'm just ready for – it's a funny space. Like, like I'll still probably do things. I'm just kind of ready for, like, two weeks where I don't have to feel like I'm training. Yeah. Like, I don't have to worry about what watts I'm doing. I don't have to feel like I'm trying to, like, improve something or I'm doing a specific structure in order to – Improve my ability to hold 90% power or whatever. Like, I can just go ride and I don't care if it's 150 watts, which is what I did today. <laughs> like, you know, what, just go out there and enjoy things and exercise yeah. for a little bit and then get, figure out what I'm doing for, oh, figure out how to. I think that's maybe another piece why I'm like so I'm a little bit not uncertain about this race, but like unsure how it's going to go because I'm finding myself thinking about 2024 a lot and like, how do I want to structure it? Because I don't quite know how I want to structure it. And then I have to go back to Kayla, you can't get through 2024 without getting through this race kind of thing. And yeah, you know, it's so we'll see. I get that. I'm also excited for 2024, so I think that's another piece of it. It's like, okay, let's just move on and get to 2024, and you don't want to wish time away. Yeah, definitely. But Awesome. All right, well, we have some fun questions today here, so um, we will go through a couple of these. And uh, we're going to start with one from Leah. And I got to give Leah a little bit of a shout-out here because she was my college roommate and she doesn't do triathlons or anything, but she is religiously listens to this podcast and Aww. sent me like the sweetest note the other day about the podcast. And um so thank you, Leah, for sharing and listening. It like really means a lot to me as, you know, someone who um knew you for so long. So but she had a question for us, um, if our partners share the same passion for sport, fitness, etc. that we do. And it's very fitting because neither one of our partners (laughs) do triathlon. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think we could probably do a whole episode just talking about the challenges that come along with that.
0: Yes. Um, You know, thankfully, you know, for me, Brandon's always been extremely into it from just like a into it standpoint because he knows that I love it. Um, But he does not do it. Um, He plays golf. And before we had kids, that's how we managed it. like I'd go for my five hour ride and he'd go golf. um that doesn't work anymore because now I have to go do something, and he watches the kids, or if he wants to go golf, I have to watch the kid you know it doesn't work that way anymore um and he prefers to you know lift weights and stuff like that, which is he's very active for because with this diabetes it's so important for him to stay active, and he's always been a competitor I mean he played baseball in college and he could be a scratch golfer if he had more time and we didn't have kids. And so he's super competitive and, um, you know, likes to be a part of a competitive atmosphere. And from that standpoint, it's like, you know, he gets really excited to go to races because they are competitive and he gets to experience that competitive piece of it. Um, but I have never been able to convince him to start triathlon. there would be a <laughs> lot to be fair. Doing triathlon with type 1 diabetes would be, it's just hard. Yeah, for sure. It just requires, like, we already have to think so much about how we fuel our bodies. He would have to, the amount, the mental capacity that it would take just to focus on how much fuel and when to fuel and how to appropriate, like, manage that. And what does this mean that I'm crashing and bonking? And, and there'd just be so much more that would go into it for him that there, it would just, You know, just it's not doesn't make it fun for him, and there's no point in doing it if it's not fun, right? So, um, yeah, that's what Brandon does. He golfs, he's a very good golfer, he is for sure.
1: Kyle is not into endurance sports, he is um, a Black Hawk helicopter pilot in the army, which I find really cool. Um, but then he's also really into lifting and CrossFit in downhill mountain biking and skiing and snowboarding. Um, So we share a lot of the same hobbies when it comes to like the skiing and the snowboarding. And I got into downhill mountain biking because of him and really like it now. Um, And he, he supports me in triathlon fully, but I would say the, like my, during my first Ironman training block is when we had like a, Big period of like fights because we were just like growing together and learning how to navigate like my time and me, like not being selfish all the time in a way. Um, But also him understanding that like this is something I love and like how to support me in my training doing that while I'm still trying to balance time with him and the things he loves to do. Um, so there's definitely been like a navigation period through that because training for an Ironman does take
0: up a ton of time. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I think that was a time frame for you too where that you were growing outside of triathlon with having switched it there's just a lot. Like, it was right? a lot and going on in my life. There was a <laughs> lot going on at that time frame. And that's hard to manage just across the board, no matter, you know, who you are and what you're doing, whether you're doing triathlon or not. Um, There was a lot of big changes for you. And I think that was a big piece of it too, that made it, you know, even more challenging. But it's it's definitely when your partner doesn't do triathlon too, it requires a lot more communication and understanding from both sides, the passion that comes with it. Um, you know, and, you know, for me, I'm very thankful for Brandon and how, like, he's my number one fan and, um, like, couldn't do it without him. Um, well, I could, but (laughs) I, I don't want to right? Like, that's that's the difference. difference. I don't want to. Um, and, you know, he. When we, when I first when well, I met, I was into triathlon before I met Brandon. So I had started triathlon before I met Brandon. Um, and it was just, it was a piece of me already. And it was like, if you're not going to get on board with this, then like we would have never worked. And he instantly got on board with it. Um, and it was really amazing too. to like, again, it really fed that competitive, it fed that competitive side of him that he just, that he's always always had, you know, growing up and, you know, through, his sport, because um, he paid again, he played uh, baseball very competitively. And then it was um you know, so he gets to be that piece of it. So I don't know. I think we both agree it it requires a lot of communication. And that's yeah. that's the key. Yeah, willing to communicate with each other on it. I think the other key
1: for me has to be like I've had to learn how to let my training sessions go when they're over with. Um which is yeah. just a good thing to get used to anyway, um, but not letting the training session affect my mood for the rest of
0: the day if it went poorly. Um, and That's maybe a good more- learning. Like you said, that's a good learning yeah. anyways, whether you have a significant <laughs> other who does it or not, and whether you don't or not, like, yeah, that's an important learning in general because it, it's, it's a training session. It's not the end all be all you yeah. need to be able to stay present within that session but then stay present within where you're at whether that means you have to go back to work or you have to go to your kids or you your partner or your parents you know it doesn't you know you don't want to bring that mood over um and learning to be able to let that go and just sit with who you are is a really powerful piece to learn in general and i think that's going to benefit you down the road no matter you know especially if you, you know, as you decide to grow within sport and work and life, etc. cetera. For sure. So. Awesome. Thanks, Leah, for the question and for, again, just being so sweet and for following along. We really appreciate it. Um, okay. This is a great question from Kim, who is Aaron's athlete. Um, and she had a question about goals after an Ironman. Because in standard life, nobody can ever just be happy with where we're at. She's constantly getting asked, what's next? That's literally like, drives me nuts. Like, so my example for this is pregnant with Skylar, my first kid. And all people hadn't even given birth to him yet. And all they wanted to know was when I was going to have another one. Like, I was like, I don't know. I got to get this one out first. Like, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> we got to figure out this baby first. Like I can't focus on what's next. <laughs> yeah. I need to get this out. Like, I don't know why society has gone that direction. So, and I have no idea if it was always that way, but cause I've always just known it to be that way. But it seems like we are very, we can't, we don't just sit with where we're at. We always have to know like what's happening next and what are you doing next? Like there can't ever just be, Hey, right now I'm in this phase of my life. And that's cool. So I think that's my number one advice right there is – and I've told this to a couple of athletes too because I've ha- been having this conversation a lot with athletes as it's the postseason. It's okay to not know right now. Yes. For sure. Don't, don't have to have a goal. You don't even have to have a goal honestly right now. Like that's no. okay. It doesn't mean that you can't train. It doesn't mean that we can't still focus on things and you can't get better and improve. But it, she just finished Ironman – to Arizona, like celebrate it, bask in it, enjoy it, feel it, be disappointed, not disappointed, like feel the whole thing and just sit with it for a minute. And you don't have to f- have your goal figured out at this exact second. You can figure it out later. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. And once you feel like you're ready to make that decision,
1: kind of go off what it excites you. Um, like whether the idea of improving upon your last Ironman excites you. Like that's what always excites me as I see all these areas um, and rooms of improvement after I finish a race. And that gets me really excited for the next one usually. um, And if that's not it though, but like, let's say you really loved that running portion and you really want to see what you can do with running. You could potentially train for a marathon or even if you want to cons um, continue to pursue that like ultra mindset, like maybe you sign up for a 50k, like whatever I think excites you go with it and explore it and explore that excitement. And if the more you read about it, the more excited it gets you go for it. And like your yeah. coach can help you figure that out too. Or in Kim's case, Kim, we can set up a call mm-hmm. and we can definitely go over it.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love that. I like how you said that with, with focusing on things that excite you and whether, you know, like you and I have very similar mindsets in that we are, we get excited about, okay, we did it this way. Let's improve. Like, let's do the next one and see what we can do to improve. But that doesn't have to be, you know, I think you got to sit down and figure out like, what was exciting? What did I love? Did love Did I love the training? Did I love the journey? Did I love the race? You know, and that's the other questions. Like, do you love to race? So, okay, maybe that means you want to do more. Or did you want one to focus on, you know, just sit with yourself and ask yourself a lot of those questions about what what's exciting to you or what is it yeah. that you want to work towards?
1: Because there's also like there's a ton of people who love trying new things. So does like doing a two hundred mile cycle ride or cycle race excite you, or one of the rides across the country? I've mentioned trail running. You could get really get into open water swimming. Like who wanted want to do that? Just- <laughs> But but like, there's so many things out there that you could do if doing another Ironman isn't what excites you. Because if training for another one doesn't excite you and you're someone who has the mentality like, oh, I've been there. I've done that. Like, what's next? There is a lot of um, endurance adventures out there where you can help push your limits in different ways outside of just the
0: Ironman. 100%. So, Kim, I think the number one piece is don't be afraid to tell people. I don't know right now if you don't know. Um, Because, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I, you know, especially this time of year, like just sit with it for a minute. Don't be afraid to do that. Um, And then focus on what's exciting for you. Um, But this kind of fits actually with the next question. Um, And I'm not quite sure the actual name of this person because I just have their Instagram handle. But uh, so I apologize. I'm not going to say your name. Uh, But they had a question on how you would schedule to run a marathon if triathlon is your main sport. Um, I think this is a good question. I mean, you kind of alluded to it a little bit. Um, I mean, what do you you think?
1: If it were me or one of my athletes, I would probably have them like focus on triathlon through the beginning portion of the year, um, like through August, September, maybe even October, and then target an end-of-the-year marathon. Um, I really don't like doing marathons during Ironman training. I think it's a lot of stress on the body um, just because of the amount of energy a marathon requires. It's very different than doing an Ironman in, or doing a marathon in an Ironman. Um, but I think doing a like a whole season of triathlon training – And then kind of switching gears and focusing on that marathon for a month or two can still give you really good marathon results while um, giving you time to recover appropriately after that marathon before getting back into triathlon training.
0: 100%. Because you've built up a huge foundation, run foundation, and just foundation in general, aerobic foundation. So aerobic capacity from training from uh, either a 70.3 or full distance Ironman. And then when you switch and you start running a little bit more, you already have that capacity. And so it becomes a lot easier to train for them. Um, I'm in a very similar mindset. If triathlon is your main focus, like if you have very specific A races that are triathlon related, I think the marathon needs to be outside of on the outskirts of kind of that plan, you know, that that postseason style work, Um, not in the middle of your kind of triathlon season. I've, I've, I've done it for a couple of athletes. Um, just a couple times I, you know, I've always, and anytime that happens, I, I usually, you know, caveat, Hey, there's, there's potential this marathon is going to be slow or there is potential that it's going to affect and not, and it has every single time affect that, that, that triathlon that you have three weeks later. Um, and, and I will say that it has almost every single time, um, because there's something about running a marathon that is really brutal on the body. And it does seem to take athletes a lot longer to recover from than recovering from. And it has to do with the fact that, you know, at, a, at doing a full distance Ironman, especially for just your, I don't like using the word standard age reaper, but your middle ish, <laughs> You can't push that red or. line as much for that yes, long. Yes, exactly. You can't push that red line, and you're in more of a you know. I was listening to a podcast uh, earlier, and they said that they described it as a really long day, just slightly above easy. And that's a really great way to like describe for kind of your average um, amateur athlete. Now, in your top age, your very tippy top age groupers, it's a different different concept, but. That's a that that doesn't burn through your muscular and neuromuscular system as much as doing a standalone marathon, where you're going to be tipping through that red line a little bit more um, for three hours, three and a half hours, um, and it's just a lot harder to recover from. So, I I think I agree with you. Somewhere in the later later stages, and or very early. So, (laughs) for example. If you are someone who, like I have an athlete, Jaime, who he's doing LA Marathon, which is in March, but his A race triathlon is not until November. Like that's the one that we're focusing on is Cozumel, Ironman Cozumel. So it's so far removed from when the LA Marathon is. We're kind of doing two different seasons. We are training for the LA Marathon with some cross-training And then after the LA Marathon, we're going to focus solely on the race in November. So it's so far removed from them that we can kind of do the two with that space. So it's kind of another way to look at it. Awesome. Okay. This is a one from Sarah and it's kind of a silly little question. But it was also kind of fun and you, you kind of touched on it, but did we do any Black Friday triathlon shopping? <laughs> so Erin mentioned it, but she's wondering, did we find any killer deals or anything that we specifically want to share that we shopped from a Black Friday standpoint?
1: Yeah. I mean, I mentioned it. I got the Roka like, top of the line sleeved wetsuit for half off.
0: Um, nice which sense. I thought
1: was a really good deal, and I needed a new long sleep wetsuit. I was going to have to buy one for Indian Wells anyway. Actually, before this sale, <laughs> my plan was to go to Expo and just hope they had one there on sale. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was <laughs> a better deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so that's good. Um, did I do any other Black Friday shopping? I did none. I don't think so.
0: Well, actually, that's a lie. I did buy, <laughs> and it had nothing to do with triathlon, but my sister told me that Banana Republic outlet factory, so not just Banana Republic, but the factory store online was having like 60% off. So I did buy some stuff from there, and I got like six things for like $125. It was just ridiculously priced. That
1: non-triathlon. I did. Definitely
0: really non-triathlon related <laughs>
1: I got the Halera corduroy skirt off TikTok shop. That has not come in yet, but it was a good deal. And I've been wanting a skirt like that. It could be awful. I don't know. never know. Yet. Who knows? <laughs> it was <laughs> cheap. Like I got two skirts for $30 or something. Heck yeah. Um, so we'll see. And then I almost bought that Evoc bag for 25% off, but I. Oh, that's pretty good. For... Oh, the other triathlon deal I got and why I didn't buy the bag because I spent a lot of money on this. Uh. Inside Tracker for Cyber Monday, you could get the single plan. Like, you didn't have to bundle and you got 50% off. So, I got the Inside Tracker Ultimate Test for 50% off. Um, And I'll use that probably in January January. because we have two years to use it. And I've just been sick and then I'm racing. And then it's the holidays and I'm traveling a ton. So, I'm going to wait to do that until my life's like normal.
0: If that sale is still running, that's a good one because I actually had, um, I saw, Uh, that come through my email, but if anybody's listening, that is still running, take advantage of that. Um, Lauren on the way, if you take your team, if you're listening, go take advantage of that. I just told her she needed to go get blood work. That's why I'm saying that. (laughs) Um, But that is a fabulous deal and a great way to start the season with kind of figuring out where all your levels are and, you know, double checking after having, you know, maybe some post time, some time to kind of, you know, some post season, um, blood work getting blood work done at the beginning of the year really great thing to do um definitely definitely that's a great great one um yeah other than that i i literally didn't pay any attention to hardly any sales on anything um yeah i just wasn't i i just ended up getting a new bike so i've spent you all did my get money. a new bike i did get a new bike i bought a wow. new TT bike did you get the one that you sent me a picture of I did. They didn't have the blue one though. So I have the black one. So oh, okay. um, yeah, but it's really, it's like sleek looking and awesome. And I'm really excited for it, but I literally spent like all of my money. All of it. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so no matter <laughs>
0: what, I could not participate in Black Friday deals. Um, you should be able to sell the one you have now though. For oh, good... I already did. So I oh. did already sell that to help offset the cost. Um, but there is still like a portion of it that I have to cover. So um, yeah, so I'm really excited. Uh, I go down or up. I always want to see, I'm still stick to saying down to Salt Lake, but I go up to Salt Lake um, to see Pat, uh, who is my coach's husband with peak state fit to do a bike fit with him. Um, Are
1: you able to tell people what type of bike you bought?
0: Yeah, uh, I bought a factor. So I bought the factor Hanzo. And I think that's how they pronounce that. I'm not sure. Um, but it's the same TT style bike that uh, the cycling team is- I'm not totally butchered, but Israel something something. I don't even know, but they ride similar. Um, If anybody pays attention to cycling, Chris Froome, who was a multi-time Tour de France winner, I think um, he rides on that team, and they support that team. And it's it's. I'm really excited about it. I've never like I have a really nice bike right now, but this is the next step up. Like, and the difference being for people who are you know not. And, you know, wondering what the point is is like the difference. Being is that the car, the way the carbon is made can make a huge difference. It's like for ski, <clears throat> if you're a skier and you get the net the diff- next shape ski up, the way that your it responds to how you make the turn is going to be. It's going to just respond. It's going to keep going. Or my best way to just <laughs> how I how I convinced Brand told Brandon that I was going to do this was to be <laughs> like. <laughs> If you had a driver, a golf club driver, that was $900 and you had one that was $400, the $900 one with much stiffer, <laughs> stiffer shaft, et cetera, is going to respond better. <laughs> that, was my, that was how I said it. But anyways, I'm really excited. Um, so this will be my last race on my Cervelo, um, though it's headed to a wonderful human. I'm really excited. going to get I did not participate in Black Friday because I spent all of my money on a bike and i'm excited about it (laughs) that was a fun question it was um and i'm excited to share and show you guys once i eventually have it which hopefully will be in the next couple weeks okay so we have one last question here that i think is really great um because it's um we're racing. And so I think it gets really well. Um, this was from Sarah, I believe I apologize if that's wrong. Um, but she had kind of a long question on race day and I broke it into more focus on race day mindset. And one of the things being, how do we stay in it and kind of keep, keep fighting, keep competing. So really kind of competing for, you know, whether it be a spot, like a, a, a Kona qualification or a PR or a podium spot, you know, kind of just keep competing. When you are kind of just racing, she said, racing ghosts. So kind of racing against yourself. When in the reason she asked it, she's the reason to give a little context. She said, I'm very competitive and I race really well against other people. However, mm-hmm. I struggle in a triathlon because we don't always know who, if we're who the people were. Racing against our even within our age group, and we are racing against them, which is very true so for people that are not aware <coughs> they maybe listen to this um in triathlon specific a lot specifically like long course triathlon like Ironman branded races it's a rolling start well I'm gonna back up you race your age group, which is based off of um again your age and they're they Um, split up into sections. And those age group spots, you can get, um, you know, placing based off of your age group. And then there's also an overall um, for each gender. But the reason this is challenging is because we start our seat ourselves in the start of the swim in a rolling start, which means that somebody who is 50 could be in the standing next to somebody who's 20. And you could be racing in the same time frame, but you're not actually racing that person. So that's what she's kind of getting at. So, um, yeah. How do we stay in it? How do we stay competitive? Yeah. I mean, I think this is a good question for
1: both of us because I think both of us like to race others as well. Um, yeah. But I think especially when it is a rolling start, you really have to focus on yourself, um, which is – easier said than done and definitely easier when you're having a good day out there and you're hitting all your goals. But I think it's just like being able to set those goals for yourself and know that like, if you're doing the best you can, then it doesn't matter if you know where people are, or you don't because you're doing the best you can. So if they were there, there's not much you can do about it anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I think when it's not going the way you want, just being able to reset those goals and knowing how you want to feel at the finish line. Um, Like Oceanside for me is one that was not going great. And I bonked really hard in the middle of the run. Um, And I had no idea where I was relative to people. I kind of knew that I was still like top 20 females, but I wasn't really sure of that. and had no idea where I was in my age group. So I just had to set the goal like, I want to feel like I gave it all I had on that day when I get to the finish line. Um, so it just turned into me racing. So I knew I could get that feeling. I still I had to walk a lot because I just didn't have it in me. But I know when I got to the finish line that that's what I had for the day. And my finish was going to be what my finish place was. I ended up being solid. I'm happy with it. But it, it yeah. also could not have been. But either way, I was proud of how I did. Because I
0: just pushed it and gave it what I had. You stayed competitive because you focused on doing what you could do and controlling what you could control within that space. Yes. And <laughs> by focusing on, hey, I wanna feel like I gave everything I had. And then you focused on the actions that you needed to do in order to do that. And if that meant walking every once in a while in order to, right, either manage your effort or get, you know, get nutrition in or how you know whatever we're just talking you know blandly here but like yeah that's what kept you competitive and i think that's a good way also to look at it too is to constantly redefine what it is that you're looking for and what that means to you in the situation in order to achieve what is like you said that you want to feel at the end of the day um and i think that's a really good piece um, <clears throat> I liked this question a lot because it's actually something that I've constantly, like I fought with a couple times. Like there's been at Chattanooga lap last year I, when I was still, I think it was last year when I was still an age grouper, I ended up missing the overall spot by 35 seconds. Um, and I had no, I never knew, um, because I didn't have anybody out there. And, but I had, ru- I, I, the whole time I think I I think I got off the bike in like seventh or something like that. And I ran myself into second overall, but I had no clue. I was just racing myself. And that was a big piece for me is when I, and for me, what I really focused on is I literally just pretended like every single person that I was passing was somebody that I had to pass. And it didn't matter. Like it didn't matter if I, you could see that they were older or whatever. I just knew I had to pass them. And so for me, I just make everybody my competition man woman doesn't matter i have to beat them and they so like for me that's a way to keep myself competitive as well because then i'm i'm not just racing me i'm racing everybody and so then it's like for me i'll look at the person like i'll see okay there's someone way up ahead i need to get to them i need to pass them what do i need to do in order to do that and so i just make it a game of how many people can i you know beat how many people can i pass no. and that helps me stay in it. Um.
1: And that's where it's funny because we're so different in that aspect because our strengths in the sport are so different mm-hmm. that that yeah. will never be my mentality on the run. Hey, you never know. My, my run just turns into, okay, let's only try and let like three people pass me here. Right. <laughs> like, it's just like, Mm-hmm. Maybe one day I will get to the point where I am passing people on the run. But with the swim being my strength, which also does suck because I don't know how far back people started from me. So I don't know yeah. how much time I actually have on them. Even if I can see them on course, like I could loop it. And my watch could say like, oh, they're only like five minutes back. But actually they're two minutes ahead. You just,
0: you, just you never don't know. know. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, But for me, it's, I like to see like, how few people can pass me on the bike and then mm-hmm. just try and push myself to hold on very near God on the run.
0: Yeah. I like that. Um, and the other piece that I do is kind of similar. Like I, I really just focus on, so like my best example for this is Coeur d'Alene last year. Um, I was in second and there was no way I was going to catch the girl in first because we were running the exact same speed. And she had a certain, she had like enough on me that unless she completely blew and started walking, it just wasn't going to happen. Um, and it, I, the reason I was able to stay in is because I, tur- I literally got rid of her. Like I stopped thinking about her. I stopped caring about her. And I just focused on me and I said, okay, let's just – let's see how fast you can run, Kayla. Like how fast can you run? can you get that personal best? Can you run the fastest half marathon you've ever run? That's what you're going for. And I like remember passing my dad and 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 him saying something along the lines, like you've gained like a minute on her or something like that. And I said, I don't even care about her. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to run as fast as I can. We're going for a PR here. And that was kind of similar to what you're talking about. Like you broke it, you started breaking it down into how you wanted to feel. And I Started in that space, I did something similar. I broke, started breaking down into what what are some small goals that I want to accomplish in this. And I had wanted a run PR. I had been working for that run PR, and I wanted it. And that's all that I focused on, and saying, okay, what do I have to do in order to get this run PR in this race? And nothing else mattered. And so that kept me from no one else catching me. It kept me staying in second and going, et cetera, et cetera. And it also kept me where if she did blow. I would have had some opportunity. And so, you know, it kind of comes down to like really separating and breaking everything down into what you want to accomplish and focusing on that from that standpoint.
1: I do have a question for you that's not related to the question, but to what you just said. So now that you're a professional, if you found that you're in that position where it's very unlikely that you're going to catch the person in front of you, but it's also very likely... That the person behind you's not gonna catch you. And let's say this is a middle season of the race or middle season race. Would you still chase after that run PR?
0: Mm-hmm. Or would you kind of I did hold that, that at Augusta. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent I still totally would chase. I did that I did that at um Augusta and well at Cabo it was more I was running running people down to the extent that I was running people down. I thought I was actually making gains, but it was all focused on like cabo is actually a really good example because i was 6 minutes out of or maybe even 7 minutes out of um top 10 and i really didn't think that i could run my way into top 10 i wasn't sure and but i knew the people behind me were far enough still far enough back that even if i ran a mediocre race they weren't going to catch me and it became all about like you have not had the run that you've wanted in a long time all year in a while like let's how fast can you run today Kayla how mm-hmm. fast can you run can you how uh, can you keep up with Paula can you run this way like give yourself your best space and because of that i ended up almost running my way into um into 10th place but that was a hundred percent. I just was focusing on how fast can you run? Can you get that run? Can you get that run back? For me, it wasn't the run PR because I've been I have been struggling with my run this year, and so it was focused on so let's get let's get back. Can you run mm-hmm. what you used to be able to run? Like let's get there again. Um, so a hundred percent, yeah. And I don't know if I can do a race and shut it down. Yeah, if that makes I sense. feel like.
1: I feel like I'm that same way, but I know there are some pros out there who will shut it down. So I was just curious where you personally were. I don't think there's like a right or a wrong to that. I think yeah. it just comes down to the individual, but that's, also, that's very different for the age group level. Cause there's no like money at stake and where I'm most often not racing as frequently as pros and there's really no need to shut it down.
0: Yeah. And maybe that's also like where I'm at in racing in the professional, where I'm just, I, I'm trying so hard to get to break into that, that space, like get out, get closer to that top five. Like I'm chasing, I'm in the quote unquote yeah. chase pack. <laughs> um, whereas if maybe I was someone who was constantly winning or maybe my mindset would change, I don't know. Cause that's a little bit different. You know, again, if you like, you listen to Paula Finlay's recap of Cabo, she said she kind of shut it down at the, vi- the last like mile. Um, and because she had it won, like, I, I, you can kind of see that space of things. But at the same time, because she, she wasn't going to get caught. So, but in my instance, I am, I am like chasing to try to make some money, just to just eke out a little bit of money. And, or to, you know, get that place that will maybe help, you know, move my, move my ranking up a little bit more. And so I can't afford to ever shut it down. And on a complete side note, like that's one of the cool things about this, the new Ironman pro series is it's it all not matters. Bas- it all matters. Exactly. I
1: love it. I love yeah. it that it's
0: five minute. Yes. So like you could be racing for 10th place, and you can't shut it down because the closer you are to the winner, the more points that you achieve, which then, uh, you know, so it all matters. And it, and it, it could come down to <coughs> the end of the year, like the like if you're looking at the top ranking people, it could come down to, well, he needs to get, he need, this person, he or she needs to be only... Five minutes back, like I can't lose by less than five minutes or more than five minutes, or they'll jump out of their they'll jump out of their rank spot. So I think that's exciting that it kind of yeah. gets this new, and it forces you to you have to fight race to the, all end. Way to the end. I yeah, love no it. No matter what's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's I think that's exciting because it it'll keep people really on it, honest and in, in it. Um, yeah, for sure. And I, so I think that's a good yeah something I'm excited about kind of for the end of the next year. Um. awesome uh those were our questions for the day, so hopefully everybody um yeah on the mixed um before we <laughs> before we head out um this yes, this will come out in plenty of time um for those of you that um talking about Black Friday deals, Aaron is offering a Black Friday deal. On her coaching with a swim analysis, so I'm gonna let Aaron talk about it for a quick second. This sale runs through the eighth of December, so we still have. Once this podcast comes out, you'll still have a little bit of time. If you are interested in coaching, this is an an, um, an amazing, a great, great option um, to kind of get started with coaching and everything. So, Aaron, uh, tell everybody really quickly what your Black Friday deal is. Yeah, it's just if you commit to a three-month
1: coaching <clears throat> package with me, which is a weekly package, uh, you get a free trainer swim analysis, um, which is, I think, like a $180 value. Um, so, really good deal. And I'd love to help you work towards your goals for the 2024 season.
0: Yeah, it's a great deal, um, and it basically is the, the caveats with it again is you do have to commit to those three months um, for, for, for the coaching, and then you'll get, get that. Um, how we do the weekly package at where if you take you is, you know, Aaron does everything on training peaks, and so you'll get training your week schedule on training peaks, um, which is swim, bike, run, strength, etc., and then that comes out on um, on a weekly basis for the next week, which really allows us to be very specific and adaptable to you as the athlete. And that's kind of one of the cool things. So that's our little plug for the week. Um, check it out. Um, you can reach out to Aaron or myself, and I'll help get you to Aaron if you can't figure <laughs> out how to get there. Um, and yeah, take advantage of it. We do not do deals like this very often. I never do them. We don't this do is them my first very time often in a year. Yeah. Yep. It'll be like a once a year thing. So it's a great time to take advantage of it. I highly recommend doing it. Um, and yeah, that's our quick little plug for for the for the year or for the day. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to kind of get out of here. Um, if you guys are going to be in Indian Wells at all, please say hi. We'd love saying hi to you guys. Yeah. Never, ever feel afraid to say hi. I know a couple of people have been like, I didn't want to disturb you. You're not disturbing. We'll yeah. say hi. We'd love to say hi to you. I love to talk Um, on the
1: race course too. So I'll be in like a coral kit on top, black on the bottom, if you see me
0: out there. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Um, Awesome. Well, uh, thanks, everybody. Again, you can find us at www.whereyfeettakeyou.com slash podcast for your questions and anywhere on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week for a post-Indian Wells recap. Bye, everybody.